Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. You can use a coupon if you're going to go get pizza or if you're going to go get a can of beans at a grocery store. But three things that it would be that you don't uh, use a coupon for is legal advice, professional services advice, and then also for surgery, right? You don't pick your surgeon based on he was the cheapest or she was available and cheap, right? Because And you don't want to do that stuff yourself by any means. So take the time to find out somebody who could really give you that proper guidance and they're going to accelerate your success and they can help you avoid the pitfalls. Today on episode 581 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with business coach and author of The Walk-On Method to Career and Business Success, Jim Roddy. I'm going to ask Jim how consultants and coaches can overcome the barrier of doubt that begins to rise between themselves and their goals after they leave the corporate structure. Stay with us to hear all the details. You can find out more about Jim along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Are you building your own business after a long career as an employed professional? Listen to our show, Going Solo, also found on our website, smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Jim Roddy. For over 20 years, Jim has educated business and nonprofit leaders and future leaders through books, national magazine articles, podcasts, and presentations at national conferences. Jim is one of the most popular speakers in the technology industry because of a presentation style that is infotaining, a combination of informational and entertaining. Jim is the author of two books, The Walk-On Method to Career and Business Success and Hire Like You Just Beat Cancer. He's been published in several business publications and websites, including Entrepreneur and NASDAQ. Jim, welcome to the show. David, thanks for having me here, and uh, your listeners will be the judge at the end of our conversation if I lived up to the billing of being infotaining. So they'll, <laughs> they'll be the judge and jury, but thanks for having me. Well said. So, Jim, your latest book, The Walk-On Method, features 31 underdog athletes who parlayed their college experience into habits that led to career and business success. What caused you to write the book? Uh, good question. And I guess before I talk about the book, because sometimes people hear athletes or they hear walk-ons, right? A walk-on is a uh, person who was on a sports team in college, but didn't have a scholarship. They think, oh, this is a sports book. I'm not a big sports person. Maybe it's not for me. But this is really a business book, a career book, a leadership book. It just happens to be that these folks learned a lot of lessons from athletes, uh, from their athletic um, experience. And the book kind of shares with you how you you can apply that to uh, your workplace and from a career standpoint. So the reason that I wrote the book is I realized, maybe it was about six or seven years ago, the secret to my success, what it was rooted in. And it was rooted in a lot of the uh, skills that I either learned or had sharpened during my own walk-on experience as a Division II basketball player, non-scholarship player at Gannon University, small college basketball powerhouse uh, based in, in Northwest Pennsylvania. And so I'm also a cancer survivor. And so I had folks say to me when my first book came out that uh, mentioned my battle with cancer, uh, that folks said, oh, now I know why you're wired 
to be the way that you are. And I was like, I don't really think so. I don't wake up every day thinking of myself uh, as a cancer survivor. So once I really started looking into what drives me and what made me successful launching my own business at age 23, what helped me uh, join a technology publishing company and move into the uh, role as company president, what helped me become chairman of the board for a technology association, and then you know launch my own kind of job as a, as a business coach, they were all rooted in what I learned as as a walk-on at Gannon. And so I wanted to tell that story, but then I thought people would say, who wants to hear just your story? You could just be lucky. That's how it started down the theory of, what if I talked to five former walk-ons? Would they have similar lessons learned? And I talked to five, I talked to 10. Next thing you know, I talked to 30 of them. And there you have the book uh, with 30 stories of ordinary people who became extraordinary. And what are some of the commonalities? Uh, good question. So one thing is they all, and this is kind of getting to the five steps that we have of the walk-on method. One of the big commonalities is that they all took a big shot. None of these folks had colleges tapping them on the shoulder to say, we'd really love for you to be a part of our program. They all had to work up the courage to talk to the coach or uh, attend tryouts where there were 60-something people, have all sorts of people tell them, you're not good enough to do that, aim for something lower. So they all took a big shot. That's that's one. And they did that in their professional careers as well, where you could see all of them either started their own business or uh, became a doctor and then have a doctor that started their own business, different things of that nature. Another big commonality was when they had obstacles thrown in their way, they saw that hill. And instead of stopping and sitting down and trying to get around the hill, they ran up that hill. They leaned in the obstacles because they knew on the other end of it, they were going to be tougher. They were going to be smarter. They were going to be stronger, right? They realized that that experience really sharpened them for what was going to be next around the corner. And I think that's a big lesson for a lot of entrepreneurs. If you're going through a tough experience, if you're going to try something that's really difficult and everybody's you know, shaking their head saying, eh, you can't do that the chances of succeeding are low, you realize my plan A might not work, but what I'm going to learn all the way through is going to make me stronger and my plan B is going to be even better. So there are other commonalities, but I say those are the two driving ones. They took a big shot and when they saw an obstacle, they didn't walk up the hill, they didn't jog up the hill, they ran up that hill. Mm -hmm. And you, so you mentioned that there are five steps. Do you want to briefly walk us through these steps? Sure. Yeah, happy to do it. So step one, we already talked about, about take a big shot, right? Uh, you know, when you want to do something, you contemplate something, don't aim for less than that. Aim for something that is really the goal that you want to achieve. Step two is make a passion statement. So that's with a P passion, not F, fashion. And that talks about preparing with passion, practicing with passion, and then playing with passion. Too many people wish that their dream is going to come true, or they think, boy, when that moment comes, that's when I'm going to give it my all. But we really learned through talking with these walk-ons, both from an athletic experience, and then whether they were trying to get into law school or get a job that they wanted or launch a company that they wanted, they didn't wish or wait. They made sure they put in the extra work that other people weren't willing to do. Step three is uh, running uphill about embracing obstacles. Step four, we call it no fuss, all must. So the no fuss means control your emotions, especially the negative ones, as you're building your uh, organization, as you're building your career. You're going to run into things that make you think you should give up, but fight through those emotions, fight through the frustration that you have, and keep moving forward. And then all must, must is uh, an acronym for maximize your unique strengths. So M-U-S, maximize unique strengths. 
a lot of these walk-ons that we profiled in the book, they were shorter, skinnier, slower than their more gifted scholarship athletes. So they figured out what special ability or attitude they brought to the team, and they maximized that to the benefit of the whole. And we see that a lot with business owners, right? And consultants, you can't be all things to all people. You really have to focus on a niche. And that's kind of what I've done as a coach where I'm really focused on the retail, IT, technology, small business, vertical market. That's where I do a lot of my coaching. And then the last step is make them throw you out. Never, ever, 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 ever quit. You have to get six evers in there or it doesn't count. And so I don't know if I really need to dive into that concept, but it's, you know, there's every great venture has a perseverance stage. Don't quit because you the next step you take might be getting you towards or that goal or giving you the break that you need. And that's one thing that we saw with all these walk-ons, both as athletes and as business people, they never gave up on their dream. They kept coming back for more. Uh, even if somebody did throw them out of the gym to say, we don't need you, they kept coming back until they got what they came for. Yeah. Perseverance is so important. It, uh, entrepreneurship is not for sissies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is true. If uh, you don't like a rocky ride, if you don't like uh, running full speed into some telephone poles and getting back up and running full speed again, entrepreneurship is not for you. That's correct. Yeah. So on this show, we talk a lot about what it takes for consultants and coaches to be successful in their businesses, particularly those that have started off as employed professionals. You know, so somebody who's been in corporate quite possibly in a very high achieving role for 20 years or more. And then either they feel like they have plateaued in their career and they want more control over their destiny, or perhaps they may be getting pushed out and they realize that they would rather work for themselves than have another job. In any case, they're really good at their discipline they do great work for clients, yet they've never run a business before. And here they are, often age 50 plus, starting a business for the first time. It's very challenging, as we've just discussed. You, you know, you, you need all of these five steps are really important. What thoughts do you have about how these folks, particularly now that they're outside of the corporate structure, when this barrier of doubt starts to creep in about what it is they actually want to achieve and the reality of, of what they're facing starts to come to light. What thoughts do you have about how they can make this work as well as possible and generate the kind of success that they want? Sure. That's a great question. And so I guess it ties in with one of the steps we talked about in terms of under the passion statement. And so really find something first that you're passionate about, that you really have a, a drive that you would love to do 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, right? If you needed to, if it's something that you kind of roll your eyes or you have to, you know, drag yourself out of bed, it might not be the right thing that you're actually focused on. So I'd say th that's one of them. The other aspect of it that I will say is in order to get going, so once you know that passion, passion doesn't mean everything. You've got to get the right advice. You've got to get the right help. The good thing is if you're starting a business for the first time, you're not the first person to do this, right? There are millions and millions of other people who have done this successfully and other people who have fallen flat on their face. There are folks you can talk with that are going to be very generous with 
with their time and they will be able to share with you in terms of what they did that worked and what they did that didn't work. And even if you have to pay somebody in order to get that advice and to get a coach to help you become a coach, it's well worth it to get you on the the right step. The story that I always tell, uh, well, first I always say, you know, if you can use a coupon, if you're going to go get pizza or if you're going to go get a can of beans at a grocery store, but three things that it would be that you don't uh, use a coupon for is um, legal advice, uh, professional advice, professional services advice, and then also for surgery, right? You don't pick your surgeon based on he was the cheapest or she was available and cheap, right? Because then you don't want to do that stuff yourself uh, by any means. So take the time to find out somebody who could really give you that proper guidance and they're going to accelerate your success and they can help you avoid the pitfalls. And when, my, when my wife and I built our house, we had wood flooring that we wanted to install and people said, well, you can do that cheap on your own. Like how hard can it be. And so we said, well, you know, the first time you ever do it is going to be the worst time. So why don't you lean on a professional? So we leaned on a professional, spent the extra money. Wood floor came out fine. A neighbor of ours had their floor uh, delivered sitting in the garage. Then they went and installed it one weekend. And then they came back a couple days later and you know what happened? The floor was all bowed. Well, they didn't know you have to bring the wood into the house and let it expand or contract, you know, whatever it's going to be in order to make it happen. So lean on somebody who's going to show you that path. And it might not just be one person. It might be several people, somebody you pay, or there might be other people out there who are just going to be friends and entrepreneurs uh, tend to be a really good community and they, they're happy to share advice with each other. So again, don't do it yourself with surgery and don't do it yourself starting your business. Lean on other people. Uh, pick their brains. How do you find people that are going to be a good fit? Uh, good question. So there's, I think, a handful of ways to do it. One would be on LinkedIn. So there are a variety of folks who you might have been connected with that went and started their own uh, business on LinkedIn, somebody who you've known in the corporate world for a while, and just look at the different profiles and see who started their own business or is doing some things from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Uh, it could be somebody you don't know. It could be somebody uh, that you do know as well. And I'd say also look for potentially in your industry, uh, different folks who have been featured from a media standpoint or are a guest on a podcast. Oftentimes, if they are sharing their story with the media, they'd be more than happy to share their story with you as well. But the, the best tool to start off to me is, is LinkedIn. If you made those connections over the years, uh, it's going to be somebody who sees you, has heard of you, or know of the company that you were with. And oftentimes, they're more than happy to, to hop on the phone with you. Jim, what are some of the biggest pitfalls you see consultants and coaches facing? Sure. I mean, like we just said, it's it's a really rough world out there. And so to market yourself, to connect with your right target audience is a very difficult thing to do. You know, I'm a I'm not just a coach, I'm a consumer as well. And I have been on the other end of so many different messages that are really campy or forced or too salesy, where people have the perfect solution for me, but they don't really know me, right? I just somebody who described something that they had for me, it was very ninja-like. I just thought to myself, like, I don't even know what that means. And do I really want something that's ninja-like or do I want something, you know, that works? And who do I even know that you are, right? And so for you to separate yourself from all the other people who are getting, you know, uh, hit over the head from a, a dime a dozen consultant, you've got to come up with who are the right people that you can reach out to and what's the right message. And so to me, a message is more one of sincerity, one of stating what your niche is and just being full disclosure 
in terms of, I just want to find out if I could be a fit to help you out or not. If you're not, that's fine. But that to me is the biggest struggle is, is the marketing world out there, getting the name out because your friends and family will only get you so far. And so you've got to start engaging with, with strangers. And so again, there's reaching out and then there's also producing content. That's, you know, why folks do podcasts. That's why folks do blogs. If you're able to push out and get people to know you through the content, you can build your credibility that way. So when they do connect with you, they know that you're legit. You're not just some person who bought some list and is is hammering them with it. Does that make sense, David? I guess thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing, other thing about creating content is people get to know your voice and, and who you are, what you stand for. So some of the, the know, like, and trust factor has already started from your content. Yes. And, the, the, you know, I'm using the description of me, you know, infotaining. And that is one thing I always stress with people in terms of if you are going to produce content, no more boring content, no more boring speakers, right? Uh, when you go to a trade show, you know how that is. And people just start wah, wah, wah. And you're yes. like, oh, my gosh. And you fall asleep. You can't sell anybody if they've fallen asleep. So you've got to be able to keep them awake. So one thing is be entertaining. But another thing is with your content, I call it being an evangelist. Don't just talk about information. Have something that you're passionate about, whether it's converting people to the subscription model or building the right team or having the right culture, whatever it is. Don't just pass along information take a stand on something. Not that you have to be necessarily controversial, but have something to say, have a take, have an angle on something. If folks are uh, fans of the Jim Rome talk radio sports show, he always requires his callers. He says, have a take and make sure your take doesn't suck, right? Just don't call up and say, Tom Brady is a good quarterback, right? You've got to have something more uh, than that to it. So that's something that I recommend to folks, creating content, but making make sure that it is content that people will want to read. It'll resonate with them. And it really has a cause behind it outside of just getting your name out there. Yeah, well, well said. Jim, what caused you to want to become a business coach? Uh, that's a good question. It was not one of those like lifelong dreams or, oh my gosh, I got to get out of the corporate world and I have to escape this thing. I always do say, because I've uh, been a hiring manager for uh, 20 plus years, when you're interviewing somebody, they're either running towards you with something or they're running away from something you've got to find out. So it wasn't like I was running away. I work, had a company I worked for for 17 years. We grew to 100 people. So it didn't have a lot of those problems that a lot of corporations do. Great group of people that I worked with. But what I found was what was most fulfilling for me was when I would go to trade shows and present there, the line of people afterwards saying, I'd like for you to answer my questions. Uh, and then because I've been in the media industry, I was with, uh, I said, a technology publisher, and we were publishing content that was teaching people, people would then follow up. And then also I got to look inside and peer inside a lot of small the medium-sized businesses. And I found that what gave me the most satisfaction, what was my passion, is sitting down with people and helping them wrestle through problems in their business, challenges in their business, and opportunities in their business. And it means a ton to me, even if I don't make a ton of extra money uh, doing it. I just talked to a small business owner. He just launched in uh, the Chicago area. He went from being a contractor, uh, from you know providing technical services to his own business. And he had shared with me his pricing model. And I said, like, 
that's really low. Like I said, my suggestion for you is you could raise your prices significantly, and it sounds like you're providing really good customer service. You're probably going to end up just making a lot of margin. No one's going to leave you. So uh, he and I hadn't talked for three months, and he said, I took your advice. I raised my rates. Not one person has said anything. Like, I'm making way more margin. And so that means a ton to me, more than any award could mean, like, uh, by doing that. So that's really what drives me. So the opportunity to do even more of that and, uh, and you know, have that, I have that, you know, the evangelism that I have, it's not something that I came up with just as a marketing angle. It's something that's really uh, deep inside of me that I really like help small businesses uh, becoming strong and having their teams become strong, that they could be something lasting and really carry on a legacy. Yeah, what, what a great value. Where would you like this to go? What's next? Uh, good question. You know, it, it depends. I always tell people when they talk about, you know, you should make a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. Like, go back 10 years. Could you have predicted all this stuff that we've seen around the corner? I mean, go back uh, a year and a half. We wouldn't have seen everything uh, that happened from a, from a COVID standpoint. So I'm not sure exactly what is next for me. I'm a big fan of, um, you know, the walk-on method and that I live that. And it took me six years to put that book together and research and find everybody. So the biggest thing that I'm focusing on right now is sharing that message with as many people as I can. So I'm doing workshops, whether they're open to anybody for free or for individual organizations and doing those workshops and making them part. If you pay for the workshop, you get books to give out to your team as well. Uh, that's a big push that I have right now, doing uh, keynotes and having some folks interested in that, doing online presentations relating to sharing the best practices for the walk-on method, because the audience that has, that's really resonated with are folks who have young professionals, young up-and-coming entrepreneurs, and they're able to say, this is the true key to success, right? These five steps and being able to focus on those, I want to share those with other uh, people, with younger people, to let them know this is the path. It's not a lightning strike of genius. It's not just luck. It's not just some opportunity that you stumble into. It's these fundamental attributes that are well within your control. So anywhere that I could spread that gospel, spread the good news of the walk-on method to career and business success, that's what I'm going to be doing for the foreseeable future. Sounds good. Well, I'm happy to be able to share your message here. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed today, get a copy of your book, access any other resources you have, or get in touch with you, where would they go? Sure. You can buy the book, uh, either an ebook or paperback format on Amazon. You can also find me on Twitter or LinkedIn. Just type in in the search, Jim, R-O-D-D-Y. And I should come up. There's not many of us running around. Um, and then if anybody wants to reach out to me and learn a little bit more about a workshop or just reach out to me, email me, mention this podcast, I'll be happy to send to you a free chapter from the book, along with our list of 43 walk-on workplace do's and don'ts that really take the walk-on method and apply it to the workplace. They can email me at jim at jimroddycba.com. So J-I-M at J-I-M-R-O-D-D-Y, and then CBA stands for Coach and Business Advisor.com. Or again, like I said, on LinkedIn, if somebody wants to connect with me there, uh, happy to send that information their way. A listener of yours, David, is a friend of mine. Thank you so much, Jim, and thank you for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. My guest has been business coach and author of The Walk-On Method to Career and Business Success, Jim Roddy. Thank you again, Jim, for joining us. Thanks, David. Great talking with you. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. 
Today, we learned how consultants and coaches can overcome the barrier of doubt that begins to rise between themselves and their goals after they leave the corporate structure. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.